It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, Punk Rock Reflection. I'm going for a walk. What's up, Punk Rock Classrooms? This is Mike Earnshaw, just one half of the Punk Rock Classrooms uh, duo. Uh, I am really super excited to be bringing you uh, Punk Rock Reflection this week. It's It's been a while since uh, I've done a reflection on my own. You know, Josh and I, we've been having uh, more guests on, which we are so grateful for, and uh, having, having great conversations with our guests, and then, you know, just the... Uh, normal episodes when Josh and I banter back and forth on uh, all things education and bringing that punk rock uh, ethos to it, the passion, unity, and DIY aspects to it. So we kind of, we've kind of gotten away from, you know, our kind of short reflections and uh, we, you know, it's something that we know is super beneficial, you know, one for, for the listeners. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback that um, they like the reflections, you know, and it's good for Josh and I too. Like it's always a good thing to reflect uh, on all aspects of your life, everything going on, you know, work-wise, education-wise, personal, you know, you should always be reflecting. So I'm really excited to get back to our punk rock reflections. And today what I want to talk to you about is, you know, there, there's this big debate. Now, if, if you, you know, visit the website and you read the blogs that Josh and I put out, I put out a blog a few days ago about, it was called Homework Helper, and it focuses on, you know, the debate that I've heard from staff members on my own campus, from some of the amazing uh, educational leaders that I get to, to banter with weekly uh, on the Teach Better Mastermind group, um, just across social media too, like people in my PLN, there's this big pandemic we're facing. And I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about the lack of students completing their asynchronous work. So many educators have said like, you know, Mike, the kids just aren't doing their work when they're, when they're supposed to be working independently. You know they're they have they're failing because they're not doing anything. The the parents won't even help us out. You know and you know high school students are going to lose credits and not be able to graduate because they're not getting their asynchronous work completed. And it's a huge huge issue. Now we need to have asynchronous work, especially you know many of our schools are either fully remote, a hybrid model, or they will be fully remote or a hybrid model or some form or fashion that's not your quote-unquote typical school year sometime this year if they haven't been already. And, you know, with our times like asynchronous work, or let's just face it, homework in general, I mean, that's been a debate that's been going on for years, and we're not going to solve that now. Um, But homework, asynchronous work, like, it's a problem that kids aren't getting it done. And, I kind of started to to sit back and look at things and evaluate it. And what I see, and I'm not saying this is from every educator, but from what I've seen personally with some of my own my own kids and the work that they have to do asynchronous, um, some of the assignments 
that staff members I talk to that are struggling getting their kids to return things, what I'm seeing is it's basically a digital worksheet. Now, there's nothing, I mean, okay, worksheets have their place in education. You know, I'm not anti-worksheet. There, there's things, there's times, there's certain, there's certain concepts that you're going to have to have a worksheet for, that a worksheet's going to benefit. But we know before the pandemic hit, we've all known worksheets don't cut it with today's kids. Like it just, it doesn't draw them in. It doesn't engage them. It's turns into almost more of just a compliance. Now, why do so many educators use worksheets? Well, because it's easy. You put down the questions you want, give it to the kids, they fill it in, and then you can, you know, I'm not going to say zip through when you grade them, but there's more of a formula where you can just, you know what you're looking for when you're grading them. Now, I feel that so many of the educators who have kind of gone who had gone away from worksheets before the pandemic hit because now in the situation we're in, you know, it's, it's all unfamiliar territory and no fault to them. I mean, but sometimes it's easier to just assign the worksheet, you know, but let's face it. Like these kids, that's not what they want to do. We've already known that they have too much screen time and, you know, when now we're teaching remotely, that's more screen time is screen time. I don't care how you put it. I don't care if it's educational, if it's for pleasure, if it's video game, whatever. Screen time is screen time. So now we've got kids who the video games are still going to take place. The TV is still going to take place. Facebook is still going to take place. Snapchat, whatever they're doing now is still going to take place outside of school hours. Now we're asking kids to be on a screen for five, six hours that they're with us if they're learning remotely. And then when it's asynchronous time, what are we doing? We're Hey, do this worksheet that's on a screen. It's still screen time. So I feel for, for everyone's benefit, we have to kind of get away from that. There's, you know, there's nothing that says we can't teach. We can't, you know, engage. We can't do out of the box lessons um, like we did before the pandemic hit. Like, there's nothing that's saying we can't do those things. We still can, and we have to. That's how we're going to get the kids engaged. That's how the kids are going to want to to strive hard, just like they were when they were sitting in class with us, when we were up and moving, bringing our passions, you know, doing collaborative group work or putting on a play or, or writing a song. Like, why can't we still do those things to assess our kids when they're at home? Now, I know... Some some educators would think like, well, it's it's harder because you don't know, are they really working on it? Because when you get a worksheet turned back in, you can see that, okay, they sat down, they did this. But if they're not even doing it now, let's try something else. We have to try something else. So all of those things we used to do, dioramas, write a poem, write a song, do an interpretive dance. Like, why can't we still have kids show their strengths even when they're not with us and they're asynchronous? We can. You can have a kid go paint you a picture of, of you know, the, the chapter you read in a book, and then they got to do is take a picture of it and send it in. 
They didn't have to do a, a comprehensive worksheet over it. Like, just have them do these passion things. And I just, I feel that just like before the pandemic hit, we're going to get kids who, one, they get a choice. Two, they're using their voice because they get to use the strength they have to create their project. They create their assignment. Like, And this can happen all grade levels. Kindergarten, pre-K, all the way up to seniors in high school. We have to find other means. It doesn't just have to be when you're with me, you're listening to me lecture, now you're going to go do a digital worksheet. That didn't work last school year, and it's not going to work now, especially in the climate we're in. So we need to try new things. I don't have all the answers. I don't even know if this is going to work, but I just know that I need to do something. We need to try something different. So I'm asking you guys, you know, punk rock classrooms, get your passion together. What are some things when you, before you submit your next assignment this week, think, what are, what is another avenue my kids can take to show me they, they understood this? What's something that would draw them in? What's something, if I was a student, would I want to do? Like Brian Kulak, a good friend of mine said, after he read the blog, this is perfect. It goes back to the age-old question. Would you want to be a student in your own class? So find different means to do it. My daughter had a math assignment the other night. And it was so funny because it was the day I put the blog out. Her assignment was go outside with chalk, draw almost like a, a cell phone. So we drew one, two, three. Then the next row was four, five, six, um, seven, eight, nine, and then a zero in the bottom middle. And I had to give her passcodes, you know, like, hey, uh, one, two, three, four, uh, seven, six, three, two. Like, if we were on lock her phone, and she had to skip from number to number. Then she had to run from number to number. Then she had to hop from number to number on one foot. And it was part of the assignment then was what, you know, was the hardest one for you to do? What was the easiest? What do you need to work on? And I'm like, this this is perfect. She was smiling. She was having a great time. I got to complete it with her. I mean, those that's still an activity. Like, get the kids up, moving, and, and try to limit their screen time. You know, and I'm not saying that educators, you know, I, I don't want I don't want educators to think like I'm coming down on you, like, oh, you need to try different, you know, you, you need to get away from the worksheets. But if it's not working, if you're facing your kids, if your students are not turning in their asynchronous work, instead of just complaining about it and saying we had, a, you know, it's an issue because it is, let's find a different way. Let's try something different. I mean, try it. If it doesn't work, whatever. You tried something, and then we'll try something else the next time. So, you know, like I said, I don't have all the answers. I'm just trying to to help help educators and help my own kids and, and our students to find another way to, to get more um, asynchronous work turned in and completed. Um, you know, feel free to tweet out some ideas, some different activities you've done. Um, try something, you know, I'm giving you, you got the green light, try something and see if it works. Bring that passion, use the unity. You've got your crew, you've got experts all in your building, you've got us, you've got everyone, our PLN, our crews on Twitter and, and Instagram. And use a little DIY. You don't got to go buy anything. See what you got. Use what you got around the house. You know, I, I was watching a music class and they were playing, they were playing songs by tapping pencils together, by tapping spoons together, you know, tapping their knee like the teacher 
created a band with what they had in their house. So I'm just trying, hope, hopefully I inspired you. Hopefully, hopefully you, you can kind of, if you're facing this problem, you can find a new way to look at it. Thanks for listening. Um, it wouldn't be Punk Rock Classrooms podcast if I didn't tell you what I've been listening to. And I've been spending a lot of time listening to the great, the great Menzingers. They, they are just, I think, one of the most underrated bands. They're, they're so good. Any record they put out. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Rented World, though. Uh, that's, been, uh, that's been getting played a lot. So check out the Menzingers. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram, at Mike R. Earnshaw. You can find my brother in arms, at Josh R. Buckley. Same thing, both on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us at Punk Classrooms. And then we got the website, punkrockclassrooms.com. We got the, all the episodes there. We've got blogs we've been dropping. So... Feel free to give them a read, give us a listen, um, and, and thanks. Feel free to give us a review on your favorite podcast station thingy as well. All right, crew, I'll see you at the show. I'm going for a walk.